And that is why we often find it difficult to believe that when I am being unkind to those around me, I am really being unkind to myself. It's like my throwing a brickbat at Jeff, who promptly throws it at Stuart, who throws it at Bob, Bob aims it at me, being a good tennis player, he hits it. It's absurd, therefore, when sorrow comes to us to rebel against it and to resist it and to say, why should this come to me? The law of karma states, even though we may not be aware of it, this is sorrow coming back, the full circle. I think there is an Australian term, boomerang. Well, boomerang is the Australian name for the law of karma. <laughs> and it's, it's a very healthy reminder. Now, for example, when in my days of ignorance, I was not aware that when I was hurting others, I was really hurting myself. When it was through the practice of meditation that I began to understand that any injury I do others is injury I inflict upon myself also, it began to act as an incentive. Similarly, when we contribute to the joy of others, when we enrich the life of others, we are also ipsa facto contributing to our joy, enriching our life too. Today, after many years of practicing meditation and through the grace of the Lord, I have now developed some capacity for doing whatever I can, even if necessary at my own expense, to contribute to the welfare of others. So I have lost the fear of sorrow. It is not that sorrow cannot come to us later on, even when we are established in spiritual awareness, but we won't rebel. We won't resist. And it's a great Catholic mystic who says, when you don't rebel against sorrow, when you don't resist sorrow, sorrow ceases to be sorrow. Even in physical ailments, it's like that. If we have some physical affliction, and if we keep on cursing it and questioning why it should have come to us, we are actually preventing it from being cured. And in this sense, cheerful acceptance of even physical ailments enables the ailment to correct itself through the natural healing forces that are at work within us. It is interesting in this connection to remember that it is those who are prone to pleasure who suffer most. And just as there are accident-prone people, there are pleasure-prone people. Wherever they go, they will fall into pleasure. They go into the bathroom, they will slip and fall into some pleasure. Now, these are pleasure-prone people who are always looking for something they like, they can enjoy. They want all the time to have pleasure. Terribly enough, it is such people who suffer most when sorrow comes. This sensitiveness to pleasure is exactly the sensitiveness to pain. And in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna, who loves us so much that he doesn't want us to suffer at all, he will say, go beyond both pleasure and pain so that 
you can always be in the joy that knows no ending. My son, suffer me to do with thee what I please. I know what is expedient for thee. This is the Lord speaking colloquially. He just says, why don't you accept me as having some knowledge? I am rather well informed about you because I created you. It's, it's a very humble statement on the part of the Lord, you know, that I made you so I have some inside information to which you have no access. So when I send you joy, I send you sometimes sorrow, they are both for the purpose of enabling you to move closer to me. See, if we could have pleasure always,